Welcome to Our Therapist Said Podcast with Kimberly and Joan. They're our friends from the Midwest that have just enough in common and as many differences to keep things entertaining as they support, understand, and guide one another, all with a healthy dose of laughter. Be a part of the journey and edgy conversations knowing they will get it all wrong before they get it right. They promise to keep it real. They are an acquired taste that you'll grow to love, enjoy, and look forward to. Subscribe now. Let's get talking. This episode is guaranteed to contain strong language, vulgarity, inappropriate remarks, various levels of incorrectness, and sometimes mind-bending content. It is guaranteed to improve your day. In Our Therapist Said, you'll hear real conversations about real challenges and experiences with an honest and healthy dose of laughter. Let us equip you with our knowledge and wisdom to take on your day. Welcome to the second episode of Our Therapist Said with me, Joan, and Kimberly, in this little corner of crazy. One thing we are certain of, we'll we'll get get it it all wrong before before we we get get it right. right. Let's Let's get get into into it. it. Well, the last two weeks have certainly flown by. We're glad to be back for episode two, and I guess this makes us official and ready to get a conversation started about our most favorite-ish of topics. We all know that maintenance of self in our mind, body, and spirit is always paramount. However, the importance of wellness has been magnified during the last 12 months when finding time, space, motivation for fitness is at a premium. It's time to discuss wellness. I'm not sure whether it's due to temperatures heating up or health resources opening up, or the need to fit into some of those pre-COVID buttoned, zipped, or otherwise secured pants, but I'm getting slightly more inspired to recommit to becoming a healthier self. Well, that's good, Joan, because today we're going to talk about it. Prioritizing your wellness with our five essentials to keep our mind, body, and spirit intact. And Kimberly, you are my personal information guru in my quest to stay ahead of the curve in terms of feeling good as I age. Things creak a bit more and maybe that glute class takes its toll for one extra day or two. And I find that sometimes these little physical not so great changes can also affect my attitude and my motivation. Well thank you Joan. I appreciate that. Health of mind, body, and spirit are all very intertwined. If you don't take care and the time for one of these aspects, the rest will suffer. However, the good news is it takes only a little interventional time each day to bring you to the place where you feel better. Perhaps eating healthy, some H2O, deep breathing methods, movement, relaxation, all of these are a part of the mind, body, and spirit wellness. Ah, there's that little word, Kimberly, intentional. One of those indulgent, touchy-feely, dare I say Gwyneth Paltrow, but I'm not going to say that. That's what I was going to say. However, oh so right. Okay, my resident guru, where do we begin? What are your go-tos for keeping our intentional selves at our peak? Well, first, let's talk about the mind. Where are we getting stimulation for our brain? How are we keeping our minds challenged? What are you fueling your mind with? Influencing and consumption. The way you speak to yourself matters. Love that. Love that. Love that. 
I think some of the essentials, if we're listing five essentials under each category, would be listening. And there's a lot of things under listening, Joan. Podcast, audio books, but music, I think, is one of my tops. It stimulates, it's inspiring, and it kind of motivates as well, I think. Yes, I agree with that. Well, and along with joining a book club, or journaling, or even getting crafty. What do you think about getting crafty, Joan? Well, I kind of like the idea. Oh, well, I like the idea too, but... I'm inspired. (laughs) Actually, this is the first time I've thought about doing a painting class. Nice. With wine. Oh, well, of course. But one of those, and you can do them virtually. And so we thought about doing... And we can do them across the country. So you can bring people together from, like friends or right. whoever just to do and paint something well that could together. cover the spirit as well then it would cover and the not spirit. just the mind and it would cover all the humor factor too that well it's right. <laughs> i definitely am not a painter right I'm not an artist and but. where you're going to hang the finished product 100%. gifted to your mom another well. good way for your mind i think is learning a new thing or a new skill taking on new endeavors like hey, a podcast <laughs> i've got an idea i've got a cool idea let's try it yeah a podcast a new language mahjong because when we can eventually go back to europe or some other country that might appreciate our new lingual skills <laughs> our bilingual skills right <laughs> we might be able to communicate that are very limited yeah i think those are all good for the mind uh what about the body well i just think you have to think show up for yourself for a while, for me particularly, um, exercise became more of a challenge for sure and not a priority. It was hard to find space to work out. It was hard to do something online or a streaming class. If you had a couch right there, you could sit and watch it being done. <laughs> and so I found myself working out to the streaming broadcast for about 10 minutes and then watching it for 20. Well, what were some of your winning uh, body essentials? I would say, for me, long walks. Uh, getting out and getting out of the house became something very important. Just to get out and have some time to myself. And uh, I was able to keep up steps and a little cardio and get some, you know, fresh air, which was good. And as I finding sources of sunlight. Yes. I agree with the sunlight. I think it's magical, along with vitamin D, along with movement. And really any physical activity, whether it be walking, a little stretching with yoga, and my favorite, dance. I know. Where has the dance been? I don't know, but we we're going to come up that. with it. Yes, we do. We need to turn up that music, help the mind, turn right. up the uh, dancing. I think dance is a great movement essential. Well, and it just brings joy. It does. Anywhere, any place. And you know, one of my favorites for the body is vitamins and supplements. I'm obsessed. I am constantly looking into the purest form, what's best, what works, what doesn't work, what method. You are my guru, after all. <laughs> you have um, all the knowledge and that really uh, helps us identify. We shop from Kimberly's well, list of... Uh, I have a list of stuff, supplements for as go-tos that, you know. Ever-changing. I know. Well, they are ever-changing. With every birthday. Right. (laughs) With every birthday. My go-tos are still, though, 
the vitamin D supplements. I do a liquid drop so that my organs don't have to work extra hard to digest those capsules. I also am a big believer in omega-3. I am writing these down. Yes. <laughs> but you know, I've kind of switched from the omega-3 to the algae supplement because you skip the fish and you get the algae. So we'll see how that works out. Sounds appetizing. Right. And of course, during these pandemic times, I have vitamin C three times a day. I think so. that helps on the dark days too. Yeah, I think so too. And keeping us, yes, healthy, 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 healthy. Right. So taking care of the body and the mind will follow. What do you think about that statement? I think that's absolutely accurate. Once you get one thing organized, the other might pull itself together. And I know you've mentioned, uh, Kimberly, a detox bath. I'd love to know what that is. So the detox bath is amazing because it's a recipe. There is two cups of Epsom salt, five drops of lavender oils, and then a teaspoon of baking soda, all in the bath, hot, must stay in at least 20 minutes, relax, enjoy, the rest will follow. And what happens? You just kind of, it just sort of settles your... It absorbs into your skin and helps your body naturally detox the toxins. Oh, I love that. Which will help your body. Right. All right. I need to check that out for sure. Well, I think you should. And let us know the results. I will. Are we going to move on to the spirit essentials? Well, I think because we've covered mind and body, and then we just have to get our, uh, you know, the rest of us pulled together. So spirit is an interesting topic for me because it's always high on my priority list and my essential list. However, this is the category that I struggle with the most in finding time and value added either activities or... How would you define spirit? I would define spirit as the non-physical part of a person, which is the seat of emotions and character, the soul. So with that definition and what we know ourselves, what would you consider spiritual wellness essentials? Yeah, what, you know, I've been giving a lot of thought to what feeds into my spirit and what I've come up with or, you know, I think a sense of community is important and that could encompass... Um, so connections. Connections, 100% with friends, family, community, nature. A thousand percent agree with the nature thing. Regular conversations or coffees with friends, staying connected. I also think that maybe some visualization or meditation that involves joyfulness or feeling better, which may be yoga and like we mentioned before, a walk alone or some dancing. Back to dancing. I think that's important, but that is, that to me is where I feel my spirit, if we just give it a physical come alive come alive <laughs> moment yes I think that's uh for sure where that can happen I love the ideas of again thinking connections and community I think also a lot of people find spirituality which is not religion or faith as we mentioned in our definition uh, but in decluttering spaces I think that's amazing I think that point is which is huge. interesting right Yes. Right. And some people, not me, but others, like to wake up early for a long time for the meditation, maybe journaling, or even stretching, as we mentioned. And all of it gives you just time to 
enhance, revitalize one's uh, spiritual self. I think you're right. Agree. Again. Also, what about old photos? Love. Like ones that you can actually physically touch? Hang on to. <laughs> well, I'm just, I love old photos and not memorabilia, but... Uh, recently I've been pulling old wedding invitations from um, our family you know all sorts of uh, parts of our family and just trying to frame those and it's just kind of neat to see just kind of document that history or preserve it I guess Uh, just things that are you know being done differently today that it's just kind of cool to see it but it also then back in the day you mean back in the day <laughs> and it, it does it kind of revitalizes me and it brings you know spiritual joy well i also believe that we should limit our social media time a hundred percent could not agree more and of course puzzles. not our podcast time <laughs> <laughs> not your podcast time well yeah and of course we have to do more puzzles more puzzles who doesn't like more puzzles no one ever said puzzles were bad no so, as we look at those areas or activities that would improve our mindset our bodies our spirits I feel like I know some of them are the right things to explore. I feel like I know this, but often I don't do them. I love talking about it because it does shake me up a little and remind me of what I need to be working on. Right, and it also forces us to ask ourselves, why are we not doing these things that will help improve our mind, body, and spirit? What have been our biggest challenges in just getting there? Well, I don't know, you know, for me, I feel like, and especially in the last year, it's been a lack of, quote, needing to, unquote, do anything or be anywhere. It's a lack of, that's really driven a lack of motivation. Also, uh, many distractions, uh, mostly, I don't know mostly what, but mostly (laughs) games on my phone or something. (laughs) I don't know. And then, you know, no accountability. And I, I, for me, accountability... Um, needing to be somewhere and uh, people that expect things from me has always driven me to um, to boost my self-motivation. I mean, it, it's gotten me out the door. Um, and or, right, since you've been isolated from people and there's no urgency. That's so, exactly right. right. That's the perfect right. word. I get that. I there get is that. no sense of urgency. And so anything that's even on the plate can be procrastinate you know you can uh, push it off until I think in the last 18 months my biggest challenges have been in the body wellness because there's so many other things I can do and want to do besides move my body and winter doesn't help for sure I mean you know winter does not help so the combination of a little bit of everything nowhere to go it's cold yes (laughs) well i've been working on the mind wellness with the things that we've mentioned and like i said spirit has always been a high priority i just don't feel i'm very good at it body was a struggle body was definitely a struggle for me however spring is here new life ahead things are popping we're talking about wellness we have no excuses you and i are going to work on our mind body and spirit wellness and frankly our listeners are our motivation Yes, so, well, that's true, too. Now we're accountable. Check back with us in two weeks. <laughs> we'll still weigh the same. Yeah. Our next segment, we will discuss emotional wellness. And boy, do we have a lot to cover, Joan. So don't go anywhere. Today's Source of Sanity is brought to you by your favorite friend, Fessional Joan. 
My source of sanity for today's episode will come as no surprise to you after listening to the first segment, a little touch of sunshine and fresh air. If my mind or my spirit is suffering, I find both are improved by stepping outside and absorbing a few rays of sun. I gain a better perspective of problems, both big and small. Nothing is insurmountable. Here's hoping we can all find a bit of sanity by emerging from the blah of our home or office and taking in just a bit of that vitamin D. Emotional wellness. Now that we've gotten our minds, our bodies, and our spirit on a healthy path, it should follow that we're officially emotionally balanced, right? Well, maybe. Let's spend some time on defining emotional wellness and identifying how different it is from wellness of mind, body, and spirit. Joan? Well, from what I've read, emotional wellness is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. I love that, but I think it's very difficult. I think it is extremely difficult. And as we go on today, it it becomes even more impossible. Uh, Just wait. (laughs) (laughs) It's the ability to successfully handle life's stresses and adapt to change and life's difficult moments. Emotionally stable people, wait for it, Mm. tolerate minor stresses and strains of day-to-day living without becoming emotionally upset, anxious, nervous, tense, or angry. Well, good luck with that one. Uh-huh. Right. We're going to come up with some tools. Uh, this stability allows us to embrace changes and use these challenges as opportunities to learn and grow as a person. And we all would like to grow as a person. Yeah. Th- those are the... Not widely, but emotionally. No. no not to crash through <laughs> a deck. But, okay. Uh, I said yes. Easy to say. Uh, in, in practice, how well are we able to handle stressors and challenges? Mental health experts say that people who are emotionally well are resilient and generally able to hold on to positive emotions longer and, and better appreciate the times that are good. So how, how are we going to get there? Well, I'm not sure, but we're going to discuss it. And this resilient word keeps coming up. It so does. it, it does. must be top of mind, I guess. I suppose. When we're dealing with emotional health. Probably, yes. It comes along with discipline. I'm sure that's going to come in there somewhere, but yes, right. resilience is, is, is a tough thing to get to, you know? Well, again, I think how we're going to get there, I think we need to develop this resilience and grit and ultimately grow emotionally and find more stability and balance. But how? The funny thing is, the first thing, avoid stress. And you can do that, actually. Everybody can laugh at that. Yes, <laughs> right? Like you can't, right. It, we're not saying avoid all stress, but avoid the stress that you can control. And it's amazing when you look at kind of your day-to-day uh, habits. And surroundings. How many things you can eliminate that cause you stress, that, that really aren't that necessary. So right, to your point, take control of your surroundings. Avoid people who bother you. Get my list down to very few people. But you don't need to spend that extra time with those people that are giving you... Stress. I was going to say chills or anxiety or something. (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) strange, right? Right. Yeah. Right. 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 How about knowing your role with each of your personal relationships? Have you heard of the, uh, are you a giver, taker, or you trade in between depending on who you're dealing with. No, just So just understanding kind of how you're dealing with one another in each of your relationships. So if you're always giving, then figure out whether this is a valuable, healthy relationship, healthy thing to stay right. in. 
And again, that, that, that is ultimately then something we can control. And I think if you know what role you're playing, it also could help reduce your stress. Because knowledge is, is, power. is power. Right. It is, and power is satisfying, I think. <laughs> okay, Joe. Ego much? Okay, all right. Anyway, I think, I think I a, have no. I think problem. a good one for Joe would be learning to say no. Yes, that's important. That's one it took me forever to learn, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yes, there is. Yes, you can say no. This is the other part that I find it trouble. I make a list for freaking everything. And then that sets up expectations for me. It's like a little checklist almost every day. And it's like, well, now you've put 43 things on there that you're not going to get through. It's stressful. And when you don't accomplish them, it's like then you're aggravated with yourself. So ditch part of your list. Manage your time better. It's, it's not a have to. It's a want to get done. I think those are good. I also think that communicating your feelings and emotions openly. It gives you control over it. I mean, you just, if you say it, then it's clear. I think there's nothing worse than people wondering what you're thinking or that's just extra time and extra stress. Well, or also putting their own perspective on it is kind of dangerous at times. Okay, what about accept? Sometimes... You got no choice. It is going to be what it is. Your situation, whether it is through employment, uh, a personal relationship with a family member or something, it is what it is. So you have to move on and somehow probably still have this person in your life, deal with it and figure out a way to deal with it that doesn't cause you constant stress. Right. I do prefer to use the words move through than to move on. Mm -hmm. Just for me personally. I find that more valuable when I'm trying to accept things and move forward. Because then you acknowledge it at least and you're not just uh, skipping it. And, you know, you can consider forgiveness. Forgiveness is a very freeing... uh, Well, that's very difficult. That's probably a big challenge for me. Not forgiveness of others, but forgiveness of myself is what I struggle with. mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it takes your energy and gives your power away, which is not good either. Which would add to stress. Right. And we're trying to avoid stress. Lessen that for for emotional wellness. Yes. I mean, it does take energy to be angry at someone else or to harbor self-doubts and feelings of high expectations towards yourself that you haven't met. And that's really not fair to yourself. Practicing positive self-talk also I think that's a good one. I think self-talk, and I think during times of isolation, I think self-talk tends to take over. Practicing positive talk is what you Mm -hmm. have to focus on. You have to practice it. It's not natural. Right. Agreed. I think that's good. Yep. All right. What about adapt? Well. Meaning that you are thinking you can't cope is one of the greatest stressors, but And that goes back, yeah, and that goes back to self-talk also. Because as soon as you're faced with something that is a, you can see as a challenge or a hill, and you automatically retreat to, oh, I can't do that. There's no way I'm going to get through that. There's no way I I'm, I can face that. But those are just thoughts. Those aren't facts. A hundred percent. And that, that it's just get rid of that. Let's see how that's an opportunity. I know even though right. at the time it's very hard to. Right. So that would be a way of adapting which often involves changing your expectations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What are some of those adapting things that we can do? 
Give yourself the faith to know that you know what you're good at and you don't have to keep exploring different ways or doing it a different way. You can just be and do you. Another way to adapt is to reframe the issue. How do you reframe that? I think you just look at it from a different point of view. Look at something that looks to be a challenge, although hard in the moment, try and see it as either someone else might see it or as an opportunity for you to get to a, a next step or how can you learn from this and make, and it, a po- make it positive. Make it a positive, exactly. Right. And maybe even look at what you're grateful for about the situation. Yeah. Yep. Because you can find gratefulness even in difficult situations that are not considered successes or they may be considered even failures. Right. You can learn from that and find gratitude and positivity on growth out of that. Right? A thousand percent. Because no one ever achieves greatness or, you know... Success. Success without a whole slew of failures behind them. So... And one of your favorites, Joan, adopt... A mantra. Yes, I like that. Something you can say to yourself regularly, and it's not entirely silly or two ways in, but it is just something you can say to yourself in times that are difficult, that it's like, I can do this. And you go back to toddlerhood, I think I can. I think I can. You can. You can, (laughs) you can. Toddlerhood. Yeah. So I think some of the mantras that I practice uh, that we've discussed is, Finding gratitude in the situation and patience Mm -hmm. with oneself Mm -hmm. and others. Well, I like doing the deep breath thing. Take a deep breath and and settle back and just give it a minute to sink in. Whatever you've just been faced with, always remember that it's going to get better. This is the worst, and I do this quite a bit, that for this specific situation, this is going to be as bad as it's going to get because I've just heard the news. I've just trying to deal with it, you know, and I think that it will improve. It will. Most of the time. Yes. Sometimes. Well, I think another one that's good for adapting is looking at the big picture because it's not always about you or me. But we admit- and it's not always about the now. So right. I think seeing a situation in even a, a timeline of your life or your story is it how important is this truly to the big picture, the big picture. Right. perspective is good what's this about spending time with and supporting your essential people you have to have your posse um, the people that are essential in your life don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it and um, you need the support you need the support the and there's nothing wrong with needing the help when you have a time of uh, struggle. But if you're able to ask and communicate, then you're bringing people in and that will start eliminating the self-talk and you'll get that. And I think this next one is big. Check in your thoughts, feelings, and actions align, which I think will strengthen your self-esteem. And I think, yeah, if you're doing acting the way you know you're, you're consistent, I guess, and, and, and that, that you're not going off the rails on a reactionary response to something that is happening. It's trying to stay a somewhat of a course that you're familiar with and works for you, and that is you. 
But also when you check in with your thoughts, first of all, maybe ask, is this thought fact right. or fiction? Right. Based on or fact or, is this, or did you just make it up? Not making it up, but in terms of thinking ahead to the future. Like, oh, now that this began, this is what's going to happen next and this is what's coming down the road and oh my gosh, does this suck? And now I am sweating profusely and I'm right. so stressed <laughs> out and you have no idea. It's just... Well, and it your has emotional any, health will plummet. 100%. That. And you're not going to be able to do anything. You're going to get to a feeling of immobility or something where you can't do anything about it because right. you've just made up a whole scenario that in your head is already done. That's not factual. No. Right. It hasn't even started yet. I think another good way of adapting and dealing with improving your emotional wellness is obviously, like we said before, being positive and being grateful. But also, I think a big one is providing service to others, which we talked about as what? Donating, Mm -hmm. volunteering, mentoring. Mentoring. Yep. Getting outside of yourself, getting outside of your head. There's nothing better and you know, people say that all the time. You know, I got as much out of this as the people that I gave my time and my information to or talent to. It's true. I think it's true. I think it's true, too. And it, it, it does put you in a different place and, again, gives you a different perspective as to your issue, probably, most likely. So what do you think about relaxation? What are some of your things that you, your go-tos? I think to get, in, especially in times that are uh, difficult or stressful situations, moving, you know, just really uh, doing some form of exercise, sweating, uh, eating well, yeah. trying to get sleep, and that takes a whole other level of concentration to sleep <laughs> to sleep well. well. <laughs> right. um, I don't know, med- meditation. Um, the deep breathing we talked about. Connecting in terms of relaxing with some of your essential people or just finding a way to even get off the topic of what you're mulling on. Right. And I think that the connection when it is related to wellness could go back to the service to others. Yes. I I just think getting outside of yourself in some way, talking and whether it's meeting with people or conversating or helping, volunteering for other people. And I know that we've talked about spirituality Mm -hmm. before but I know that we both believe that part of wellness emotional wellness is prayer I think prayer is a very soothing peaceful inspiring kind of thing at least for me to just kind of recenter agree and ask the higher powers to come in and help right so I know that when I'm doing a gratitude journal or trying to be grateful I look to my five senses, you know, the touch, smell, see, hear, taste. But I think that you could also use that in emotional wellness. Absolutely. To become more centered, less stress. Grounded. I think it's just, it, it does ground you to just take a walk and take a walk without... I'm the last person to actually say this. With your phone? Without your phone. <laughs> well, without your phone, without your AirPods in or whatever, just take a walk. It is um, amazing and take the deep breaths and take, you know, take everything in and even... Well, as our therapist said, <laughs> the five senses are helpful with dealing with anxiety as well. Right. Using those when you're having anxiety will bring your anxiety down quickly. 
I just think yes, because anything you can do to get out of your own physical being is huge. And I always like to have dreams. Yes. I mean, I need something to look forward to. And this past year, it's been kind of hard because there hasn't been, for me, looking forward to something is always typically a trip or just right. something ahead, an event or a, this past year, it's just been hard. I always thought that having a dream or having dreams of future was more detailed or elaborate but then I realized it could be very simple and so I put together a vision board which I love and it has very simple I have seen her vision board and it is actually visioning me to do something (laughs) inspiring me to do something I see it every day yeah I love it and I think it helps with my emotional wellness how will I know when my emotional wellness is strengthening we can say all these things are there any uh fact checking you know circle back and let's see is this working yes any of these things when i when i do them i think there's a couple of key things we can look for i like knowing you know i'm, I'm expressing my feelings with words you know i'm actually talking to people i'm, I'm telling them how i feel I'm, I'm putting myself out there and putting myself in a little bit more vulnerable but also that gives me a little power yes yeah because i've at least when you say what you're thinking that helps other people too i mean it makes things clear at least whether they agree with you or not and if i'm listening and paying attention to others i mean because you it does it will take practice that, that takes take practice, practice. And i think it's huge it's huge when you're not thinking of other things and you're truly present and listening and you know it when you see other people doing it um, and having a positive self-image and just stop berating yourself to other people or even within yourself those tricky thoughts and you say you know those you share and those you just keep to yourself it's like it's not helping and ask for help when needed they say show affection mm-hmm. i think that probably goes back to listening and because empathy. i think the and empathy right. is yeah. just but it has to be natural right so right. don't so <laughs> don't show false affection because <laughs> then especially right. not physical affection along with aware of other people's feelings and having empathy for right them. well in self-awareness mm-hmm. which is part of all of displaying this. self-control well i think these are all good points about emotional wellness i hope some of these can be implemented into your world as well give yourself a little pat on the back okay today kimberly it is your turn to be on the receiving end of some rapid fire questions. Excellent. Uh-huh. Um, I have always wanted to give this to somebody, but today I'm going to give it to you. An abbreviated version of the Vanity Fair Proust questionnaire. So I'm only doing about half the questions. Thank God. Here we go. I'm nervous. Are you ready? ready. Which living person do you most admire? That would be my daughter, Anna, for many, many reasons. Fabulous girl. Incredible girl. Thank you. What is your greatest extravagance? Travel experiences. What is your current state of mind? Gosh, Joan, you... Busyness. What do you consider the most overrated virtue? That would be strength, being strong. The definition is way too open, and sometimes you don't have a choice but to be strong, even though you don't want to be, so... I think that one is overrated. On what occasion do you lie? Rarely, Joan, as you know. Do I lie? 
However, if it's gonna hurt somebody's feelings because they asked me about their dress or their shoes or their hair, I will sway the truth. Fudge it a little. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Soften it. Okay, what is the quality you most like in a man? Did I say that I like hairy chest? But that's not it. <laughs> I do like hairy chest. But uh, noses, I look at men's noses right. and not nostril hair, Joan. <laughs> noses. Nothing, nothing appearing outside the nose. Correct. <laughs> what is the quality you most like in a woman? Her wit. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? I overuse the word right. I overuse it a lot in place of right, like, or um. <laughs> so yeah. maybe you can give me some alternative new intellectual words to replace right with. Okay, right. I will. <laughs> right. Okay. And last one. Do you have a uh, motto or personal mantra that you, your go-to saying? I think my go-to saying to myself is be yourself as often as you can be yourself. And that works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. I think it for sure works for you. Yay. Well, thanks, Joan. Thank you for participating. You're not welcome. <laughs> so what are today's takeaways? I love today's segments. I thought they were great. The takeaways are health is a state of body. Wellness is a state of being. And let's not forget to keep answering how do you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. And we need to recognize the importance of wellness of the mind, body, spirit, and emotions. And take the time to nurture each for a stronger and better you. Thank you and join us for our next TheraFriends session. And remember, we're an acquired taste and not for everyone. Just those wanting some real laughter. Till next time, keep your conversations real in purpose, meaning, and gratitude. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. And if you've experienced some positivity from this podcast, please leave a review. Our, our professional, professional opinion is, is to tune in to Our Therapist Said with your TheraFriends every other week. week.